has Taylor Swift killing homeless with table legs to initiate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He did such a good job. He's got a future. Yeah. So that's our new intro, courtesy of David Vitamin of uh, Vitaverks. Vita Vita Vegemin. Yeah. Oh, man. I uh, I woke up one morning to that in an email last week, and it uh, set the tone for the whole day. It's better than the original lyric. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, Rob, why don't you give a little uh, rundown on what the intro oh, music actually is? The intro music was from a band I was in back in, I think that was recorded in 1992 in San Francisco. It was actually just a four-track bedroom recording uh, back when... Uh, uh, like uh, digital home recording stuff was in its infancy. Mm. Um, song about John Henry. Uh, the the actual title of the song is "Heart Like a Mule." Um, but uh, the the Taylor Swift thing is, is <laughs> even better. <laughs> well, nailed the melody. <laughs> oh yeah. Before we reveal our secret guest, although you probably know somehow from the title. Or the description. We want to thank our sponsor, Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries, from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Lux LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Yeah, check them out. Although you probably haven't been able to access Hayfla.com oh, because yeah. they've been having some issues. So. Uh, hopefully that's cleared up. It might be cleared up now, for all I know. Yeah, but, hopefully, yeah. hopefully on their part. So we got a guest in the in the studio. Hi. Yep. <laughs> um, if you haven't guessed by now, who do you think it is? Guess the guest. We got Keith here from Blackthorn Concepts and Working Hand Podcast, Working Hands Podcast. Yeah. It's yeah. a men's health podcast. It's a men's health podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Working hands. Lately, we've been turning into one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, with Make What You Fear. Make What You Fear. Um, we won't force you to talk about Make What You Fear or Working Hands or anything if you don't want to. Um, talk about whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's always good chance for shameless plugs. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got nothing to hide. <laughs> so how did you get started as a maker? Yeah. Oh. God, no, we're not going to do that. that. We're not going to do that. Um, Back in the eighties, yeah. Uh, you know, as usual, we have nothing, nothing specific planned for no for today. Um, so last week we had the the question of the week. We we had to announce a winner. Hmm. I mean, could it be? <laughs> it's uh, the competition hasn't been so stiff, but. Last week we had some decent questions. Yeah, but it's, it's last hard week to... you guys got some woodworking questions too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we had obviously we had our buddy Matthew Serio with the with the question about the joints, uh, which we failed miserably at. Yeah, threw threw us a little bit of a curveball. Yeah, I did see that coming, but but I wasn't sure. Um. So I think. I think Matthew's the winner. Yeah, yeah. He's just for effort alone. That's true. You know, you got to award the effort. 
And the creativity and the ingenuity and uh, that's true. We can't let Matt win again. We did get you know <laughs> uh, two questions within envelopes. You know was, he's putting in the effort. Yeah, and we did have some good. They're already I, I I archived them in the email, but we did get some good questions. Mm -hmm. um, not that I can remember what they are because once we hit, what's the opposite of record? Like you hit record and then was it stop? Pause, stop. Yeah. End. End. When we hit stop, all memory of what was spoken is gone on the podcast. Um, what happens in the podcast stays in the podcast. Yeah, this morning somebody's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You were talking about on the podcast. I'm like, I was? I guess. Yeah, I I don't remember mine. And we edit, like I edit mine. I listen to it when I edit it. And then I'll even listen to it before it goes out and make sure the editing was okay. And I don't remember. <laughs> I spoke it. I listened. I edited it. I listened to it. And I still don't remember what I said. That's the way it is with everything. You know, you ever go thumbing back through the the photos and go, oh, yeah, I forgot I made that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Something you spent a lot of time and effort upon. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we made that. Like, oh, yeah, we, yeah. The confessionals. We built those confessionals. <laughs> It goes further. There's vacations I forget. Oh, jeez. Mm. Oh, no. I, I haven't taken enough vacations to forget any. Yeah. Yeah, we're due. We're going to go on a little fishing trip. That's true. Yeah. Keith's coming along. Yeah. Again. Um, the annual, I won't call it a Green Street fishing trip. I feel yeah. like that's unfair to everybody else. But the now annual. Yeah, the now it's a annual. It's a Green Street. Green Street organizes spring. it. Spring. Steelhead Slinger. Yeah. Just it's, trying for some alliteration there. It's sort of a Jersey uh, thing, right? Ha anybody else uh, except for the the, guy, the new guys up there in uh, Connecticut? Yeah. Um, Tri-state-centric. Yeah. Well, they are from New Jersey. Yeah, it's true. Um. So, yeah, we got that. It's April 20... Is it 21st? 21st to the 23rd, something Yeah, like yeah. Um, so, yeah, excited for that. That's actually... That's going to be here quick. That's in two months. Not, you know, basically two months. Um, yeah, shit. I'm going to Dominican Republic for my sister-in-law's 40th birthday, but I don't think that's until next year or the year after. Is that where the wedding was that you went? Yeah. Yeah, the plan was to go back to the same place, and then my wife's like, well, Mallory doesn't know if that's where she wants to go. I'm like, the whole part of the thing was we already knew where we were going. It's like, <laughs> that takes like half the stress out of a vacation. It's like, <laughs> we've been there. We know what the deal is, what, you know, what it's going to be like, what to expect. Like, now you're just throwing a whole curveball into this whole thing for me. Yeah, that I, was... Um, I got in a fight with a Dominican... Mafia down there one time. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, God. yeah. Expand on the story. So we went to a resort, and they tell you don't leave the resort. Oh yeah, yeah. So I didn't, and they have down um, like the cabanas down mm -hmm. by the ocean, mm -hmm. and we had a room. I don't know how we got it, but it was one of those ones that comes with like your own butler. Oh yeah, you <laughs> might have stayed at the same place I was at. Probably. <laughs> like I'll show you the Royalton so. Barbaro. I don't know what it was called, yeah. but we Are had you a in butler. The Diamond Club? I don't know. Yeah. 
And we went down for like, I don't know, three days or something, four days. And when you have a butler, they give you a phone. And you can call the butler whenever you want, right? That's the only thing that phone does. But it's a phone. It's not mm-hmm. a walkie-talkie or anything. Hmm. So, like, you buzz him. And he's the butler for m- m- not just our room. He's not a personal butler, but they call him a butler. And you you can buzz him in the morning and say, I want to get one of those cabanas down by the ocean. So we did that. He sets us up, and I go down, and we're laying in this cabana with, like, the thing around it. And my wife's like, oh, I'm going to go back to the room for a minute. So she leaves, and I'm just sitting there, right? And there's a, a family that comes in next to us, but they're one in from the ocean. So now I'm on the ocean. The minute you go into the ocean, you're leaving the resort. Ah. But as long as you're past, like, they had, like, a post out there. As long as you're inside the post, locals can't go into that post. Apparently, locals can and they do. And they came up to me. And now I'm in one of those cabanas with the curtains on three sides. But it's mm-hmm. just looking like catty corner at the ocean. And these three guys come up and they start yelling at me that I stole from their store yesterday. Oh, I, land, I landed last night, so I wasn't in their store yesterday. So he's screaming at me that he wants my money back. He wants my money back. I said, Extortion. I yeah. Yeah, scam. Yeah. I was like, I don't have your money, right? So naturally, in my arrogant state, I start screaming at him, and I stand up. But I'm standing on the bed because they won't let me out of this three-walled thing. So I'm screaming, and it's like it's curtains, so you can see in, see out. And I'm just screaming. So finally, I buzz the butler, butler right, with the phone I'm holding in my hand, but I never hold it up to myself. And I start describing what these guys are doing as I'm yelling at them, right? And then... As I'm doing that, these guys are getting real irate. And I look down, and, like, one guy's got his fingers that have been cut off from devious oh, <laughs> things and stuff. And then I start to push my way out of this cabana, and the guy from the cabana next to me jumps up and starts speaking Spanish and intervenes. I have no idea what he said, but he calmed the whole situation down. The butler comes down with security from the thing. And I know it's all intertwined like they were trying to do oh, it. Yeah. And supposedly it was the big eagle tattoo on my back that was what what pinned it f- from me to this guy, right? Mm. So security's there. So they asked me to turn around. I turn around. I have no tattoo on my back. So it wasn't. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, I didn't know he had a big eagle tattoo yeah. on his back. It wasn't me. So apparently um, – they leave or whatever, and the guy in the uh, cabana next to me comes over and he starts talking. He's like, dude, I I could hear that you're from Jersey and your accent, and I knew this wasn't going to go well, <laughs> right? You weren't going to back down, and those guys were going to kill you right here, you know? I was like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. I figured it was a scam, you know? They come up and just make a scene and hope that you give them yeah. money, you know, like just to, like, uh, that's yeah, smooth the situation over. I'm sure that's what it was. But I wasn't going to back down from it. Yeah, so same, you know, well, no, not same thing. When we were there, it was like, you know, morning time. I forget my wife. It was the morning of the wedding. So my wife was, it was for a a, a woman that my wife works with. Um, and she's a hairdresser. So we're down there. My wife is at the wedding venue doing the hair, you know, for the bridesmaids and the bride and all that shit. So I'm walking around, you know, this place by myself i'm smoking a cigar when i walk down on the beach and then the cigar salesman comes up to me and <laughs> trying to sell me all these cigars and blah, blah 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 and i'm like how come that says uh 
what did it say? Havana. And he's like, oh, he's like, I'm not trying to scam anybody. It's just the seeds are from Cuba. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, thanks. I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, I got cigars in the room. Oh, man. Yeah, it's always sketchy when you go to a place where, um, you know, it's like almost third world country outside the uh, resort area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, one experience I had was down in Martinique. And one of our uh, friends in the traveling party had to see a dentist. Oh. And so you had to go off the resort. And the no joke, the 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 dentist's office, we'll call it, because what else do you call it? Right. Dirt floor. <laughs> the dentist comes out, no shoes on. <laughs> Makes <laughs> the blood be, easy to clean up, Rob. to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He takes a look at my friend's mouth and he says in his broken English, oh, it's got to come out. Uh, Here, drink this bottle of rum and we're going to pull the tooth. I went to I went to Cuba and I wanted oh, to buy. Uh, really? Yeah. Did you yeah. have to go through Canada or anything? No. What year was oh, so this? It was recently. Uh, 19. 2019? Yeah, 19 or 18, yeah. And... Um, we go down, and naturally you want to buy cigars when you're there just because. Mm-hmm. So researching it, you're supposed to buy it. Like if you're buying it on the street and not in a store, you can get it cheaper. And it's legal for them to sell it to you. They can only sell so many per family, mm. right? So what they do is they get all the people who work there, and they take their bounty that they're allowed to get or they get as a bonus from mm-hmm. the cigar factories, and they bring it all into one place and they sell it from that like a little marketplace well, yeah but it's like a personal marketplace so it's like buying from rob mm-hmm. not buying from green street so it's weird because you, they have to have like these labels on their shirt in order to be able to sell right and they can't market it to you they're just standing on the street with the label that's how mm-hmm. it goes because they can't interfere with the tourism so you see the label as we're walking. We were doing a walking tour because when you go down there, we had to go for some, like it has to be educational. So yeah. you have to take the tours or whatever. And then you're free to go about and do whatever you want. But we're on the tour and I keep seeing them. So finally the wife and I decide, all right, let's go buy some, right? So we talk to the next one we see. And it's like they lead you down an alleyway. <laughs> then they lead I'm you. I'm out right there. <laughs> it gets worse. Then they lead you upstairs into an apartment, out the back of the apartment, downstairs to another alley, and then back up into another apartment. And you're like, this is getting really weird. But luckily, I don't know how to get out of this place now. Right. And you don't want to be rude and say, no, I don't want it. Like, now I got to go back through that guy's apartment. Like, like, it wasn't like through the apartment the first time. It was like through a hallway. But you could tell this is not a public thoroughfare, right? It's through a building of apartments or whatever. Yeah, they don't want you to be able to tell somebody how to get, you know, easily how to get to this place. Right. Then they get us into the thing, and it's actually in somebody's apartment. And their little grandmother is there, and they have one box of every different type they offer out. And you point at the box you want because there's a language barrier. And I'm like, I'm going to get shivved here, like right now. (laughs) You know? No cigar and a gaping wound. Yeah. And I'm standing there and I'm like, this is crazy, right? And they tell you, as we went on a cruise to get there, they tell you on the boat, if you're going to buy cigars, they have to have this thing to get it back on, like this ribbon that they put over top. And it's like that you paid the taxes and it's legal. Otherwise, you're going to be arrested. And 
you know, they try and scare you about everything, and none of these boxes had them on there. I'm like, here we go, you know? Like, I'm but, smoking this right now. Yeah, and I'm already like, well, I'm not going to smoke a whole deep. box of cigars. Hip deep box, yeah, sure. yeah, I'm hip deep. I'm in, I'm in this person's apartment, and there's a bunch of people around me, and I don't know who's a customer and who's not. And you're and in like, this little shit. room. The room we were in had probably 10 people in it, and it's smaller than the room we're in right now. And I was like, oh. And then you buy it. Yeah. And when you, the minute you buy it, they yell back, like, behind the curtain, because there's a curtain, you know, like, into the kitchen. They yell back, and they come out with the box. And then they let you inspect it, and then they put the, the, uh, put the seal on They it. put it on while you're watching. And it's all legit, but I didn't know that. And, it, mm. like, the whole thing seems sketchy the whole way. Yeah. But yeah, it's an experience to tell on a podcast someday. Did, so did you have like don't an overseer when you're going through the streets and stuff like that, or can you on the walking tour? Yeah, yeah, we got in trouble because all that took place, and then they just let you leave. Well, the way I left is not the way I came in. So now I'm running through the streets trying to get back to this walking tour, so I don't get. In we got in trouble anyway. But uh, once you're done with the walking tour, then you're free to do whatever you want. And so in, you could just wander the streets of Cuba on your own independently as a tourist. Yeah, and I did that, yeah, Havana. Yeah. I, I wandered Havana by myself. My wife didn't feel like coming with me at one point. So I just went out taking photos at night. Yeah. It's pretty sick. I mean, they don't mess with you. It's it, it's crazy. Like they had, um, like when they're given the first speech of what everything has to do, like you're in the square there, like this town square. And there's people that come up to you trying to sell you stuff because they know that you're not yeah. Cuban, you know. I'm, I don't look Cuban. So they come over. <laughs> they have white Cubans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way I'm dressed doesn't yeah. look like, you know. And they come over. And, like, I had this one guy come over. And he didn't speak any English. But he's got a card and a marker. And I know what he's doing, right? He's drawing a, a caricature, caricature yeah. of me. And then he did one of the wife. And then he's, like, trying to sell them to me. And... I'm trying to hear this woman tell us what we have to do and where not to go and who what to talk to, to about cigars. Right? You know, they're trying to, and this guy's bothering me, you know? So I just, I rip out $5 out of my, whatever I had in my pocket. Yeah. Right. Five and I American? hand it to him. Yeah. Just to get it. Or maybe it was Cuban money. I don't know, but I ripped off a five and I go to give it to him and some girl went to grab the rest of it. Right. And I, I, you know, I and went and pushed her. Shot her dead in the street. <laughs> I pushed her away, and sure enough, somebody came over and grabbed those, like both of them, and escorted them out of the square. I don't know what happened. I don't want to know. But it's weird. Like wow. they tell you that they are not like they're very strict about interfering with the tour because they don't want to get a bad name. Oh, yeah. The tourism's where all the money comes from. Yeah, they know that you know where they're positioned in the world geographically. That's like, I mean, that's that's the main uh, economy down there for all those countries for the most part is tourism. Yeah. And oh, they've, yeah. they've been shut off from the United States since 1958 or whatever it was and just reopened in whatever. It must have been 2018 or something. Um, so, it's yeah, it's like, don't screw this up. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see lots of classic cars and stuff uh, like everywhere, that? Everywhere, yeah. 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 I got a bunch of photos of them. I'll show you one day. But it's weird because they look beautiful. Mm -hmm. But probably from, everything. From 50 feet away. Yeah. You know, they're 50 footers. And then you get up to them and you can tell they're piecemealed together. Like some are run on boat motors. and oh, shit. Like they're just keeping them running. 
you know, like whatever they can do to keep that that, that alive. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. some of them are real nice, and then depending on what grade of car it is, if you want to like use it as a taxi, the mm-hmm. grade of car is the grade of how much you pay. Oh, really? To yeah. take that, yeah, huh. yeah. So you can get in one that looks like a clunker you'd see in a yard somewhere here, and pay five dollars and probably go around the whole island. You know, yeah. And then there's one that's real nice. You pay five dollars, he'll take you to the end of the block and kick you out. You know, he wants a hundred bucks or whatever, hmm. and it makes sense. You know. What about gas stations? I didn't see any. Um, what is there to do in Cuba? Just sightseeing. Yeah, sightseeing. How's there's, the food? Uh, I don't know. It was good. Yeah. Oh, you must have eaten. On I was only there for. Lot. Yeah, I was oh, only there yeah, for. Like maybe twenty four hours. I see. Uh, as it was right around the time they were locking it down. I think we were the last boat to go mm. before. Uh, so yeah, it must have been twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, we were in Vegas. Yep. As the new, I'm like reading Reddit. They're like, I'm like, yeah, there's like this weird new disease in China. And then yeah. we're getting on the plane. And it's like people are wearing masks, and we're like, oh shit, we're like, <laughs> what the hell? I'm like, we're gonna get sick. Yeah. And uh, no, I was talking that they no longer allow us to go back to Cuba. Oh, oh. not for the pandemic. No, not for the pandemic. Uh, oh, we we oh. went in May, and then I think in May they were doing talks about not doing it, so a lot of the cruise ships just redirected. Mm. They're not going to pay for port fees uh, if they can't go. I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha. you. And then by June it was over. So Yeah, we were actually, when we were on the way to the airport, like in, a, in, a, in an Uber, <clears throat> they're like, yeah, did you hear, like, you know, Somebody in the Tropicana's got this this crazy disease, and and we're like, we thought we were gonna be goners, yeah. <laughs> like for sure. It's like we're gonna get on this plane and just we're just gonna die. Yeah. Plus, if you don't know, the Vegas was really big with Chinese tourists. Oh yeah, and it was Chinese New Year, so yeah. everything was like decorated with Chinese New Year theme. What time of a, year is that? Uh, December, was, January. Yeah. yeah. It was everywhere. You know, all the Chinese-themed stuff mm-hmm. to promote it because there were so many Chinese tourists. Yeah. And we were we <laughs> looking everywhere. Like, you know, it, it, it's hard to go back now in time, like, before the pandemic and imagine... How free everything was? Yeah, and, like, how that was just a foreign thought, you know, that this... You know, we never lived through anything like that before. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, look at, it's like any big thing. Like, it used to be always pre-9-11. Now we're mm-hmm. going to have pre-COVID. Yeah. Oh, that's pre-COVID talk. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. TS, you know, TSA didn't even exist before 9-11. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jeff's heard these stories a hundred times. Funny things about how I got my passport and everything like mm-hmm. that. Like I would never fly today. No, <laughs> I mean, I don't have, I don't have a birth certificate. Yeah. So I went up to Stanford, Connecticut to get my passport because I figured I could fast talk him up there, which I did. <laughs> That's like, Hunter, we can't even get my son a passport. Both parents have to be there to get a child a passport. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow, that's stuff weird. like. What if one of you is like non-existent? You take off. Poor know. kid's got to suffer. Cause... Now, this is coming from my wife also, so it's probably not even true. <laughs> Don't put that in the recording. She doesn't listen. But, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 Post-COVID world. You know, they're going to, 
I think in what May, like uh, I don't think there's going to be a post COVID. I think it's just going to be pre COVID. Yeah, I I think you're right. Post, it's endemic yeah. now. As yeah, yeah it's just the flu essentially. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. learning all these words now. You've heard the word endemic, but it was never part of your vocabulary. Right now it is. It's an indefinite pandemic. Endemic. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, I mean, I guess it sounds kind of screwed up to say, but it's like most of the people who were susceptible to dying have already died. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like there was a predisposition in certain people, you know, whatever, having to do with genetic makeup or something. And uh, basically everyone at this point who's made it through probably has the ability to make it through. You know, it's like that's if they've gotten it. Right. Well, yeah, I'd like to see what the percentages are like worldwide we can look that up yeah of who has it and who hasn't like i know people have gotten it three times so i didn't i never tested positive when Mm -hmm. i got it i didn't go for uh an actual test but my wife had it with the home test Mm -hmm. and i got sick at the same time she did um, so it's not coincidental, but mine didn't test positive. So technically I've never had it. Yeah. And it was, it was like late in the pandemic, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was in August or July. So yeah, it was similar with us where like my son had it and tested positive And then like my wife tested positive and I was sick, but testing negative, but then I finally tested positive. So this says, this is from five days ago. Uh, overall, about 229.7 million people, or 69.2% of the total U.S. population, have comp- Oh, sorry. Bad Googling. Bad Google. This December 14, 2022, from Harvard, half the U.S. population has had COVID, but many cases are going unreported. Right, you got to figure. Yeah, like yes. Rob has never had COVID, but... He's probably, he's probably had it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Too many people I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and you just get mild symptoms and work through them. Yeah. yeah. It's you like, know. is this a sinus, uh, you know, like a mild sinus infection or do I have COVID? It's like, I don't know. I don't like, you ever get one of those? I af- work with one other guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you ever get one of those afternoons where you're just hot all day and you're like, man, I must be running a fever. I'm oh, going yeah. to be sick tomorrow. And then by dinner, you're fine. Yep. Yeah. I mean, some people can just clear infections out pretty quick. So. Oh, yeah. Having a kid, you know all about that. It's like the 24-hour <laughs> fever. You're like... Man, Hunter's really chatty. It's like, I bet he's about to get a fever. And then, like, they'll have a fever, wake up in the middle of the night with a fever, and then by the next day, it's it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck was that? Like, where did that come from? I don't remember the last time I had a fever. I didn't even have a fever when I had COVID. No. He really had just mild symptoms, right? I was really run down. That was the main thing. I was just exhausted. Um, And I had a headache. It started off with a stomach ache. Um, and that was before my son was even sick. Like I, I don't get like stomach pain. Like, you know, you get like indigestion or like you ate something and you're, you get like bubble guts or whatever. But like I woke up and my stomach hurt. Um, and I didn't even think like I never tied that as a symptom for COVID. Me either. But apparently I guess Omicron or whatever the hell it was, that was one, but. Anyway, this isn't the pandemic episode. <laughs> it was the vacation episode yeah. for a while. 
another episode where half of the listeners shut it off <laughs> 10 minutes in. Don't shut it off yet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about woodworking at some point. Yeah, maybe. Two minutes before the end. Well, Keith, it's a little bit of woodworking. Keith's going to make me a coffee scoop. Yeah. Wow. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I could use one, except I use an entire cup of beans. <laughs> Do you want a coffee scoop? This? It has to be one cup, though. <laughs> All right. I'll rummage through your scrap bin. <laughs> there you it's go. It's probably going to have to be a glue-up with that size. Yeah. Or it's going to have to be, like, this big around and shallow. Yeah. yeah. I use a cup of beans. You know, I grind up one cup of beans to make my pot of coffee. Yeah. Um, I just. Oh, you grind every morning? Uh, well, I grind it at night for yeah. the morning. Yeah. I have I loud. have a grinder too, so I don't necessarily measure the measure it out because the grinder measures it. But I saw you making it, and I just want one. All right. <laughs> I, oh, yours it has like a dial, right? Yeah, for like yeah. A timer. on it, yeah. so I grind my own, but I I just fill the grinder and then mm-hmm. I dump it into a jar, so I'm good for the week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do it in the morning when I get up. Yeah, I usually do about 6 p.m., get it ready for the next day. The only time I'll grind fresh is if I'm going to do the French press. Yeah. Do you change your grind setting? Yeah, that's why I grind it for the French. Cause I'm just asking. During the day. How, how hardcore you are. <laughs> I'm not as hardcore as you. <laughs> well, I'm not even that hardcore. But do- got a Techniform. I do, and I have a uh, Baratza Encore. Which I destroyed. What did I, I do? I put. I have a Target French press and a Mr. Oh, yeah. Coffee drip machine. Oh, God. Mr. Mr. Coffee. Gotta, I don't know what brand it you is. You got to upgrade that. Why? Get yourself a Technivorm. Send me a link. Affiliate link. Let's see. Technivorm is about 300, 350 bucks. What's like 3% of that? It's like $9 mm-hmm. we can make. Yeah. I, I remember when we were. Uh, Talking about the Technivorm for the first time. Yeah. Remember we were at the, what job, what's her name's job? Uh, yeah, well, we shouldn't say. Yeah, the kitchen. Yep. Yeah. My <laughs> wife did not want me to buy that. <laughs> my son had just been born. I'm pretty sure she wanted to murder me. <laughs> as she readily admits. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way. Yeah. Well, I had that nice, uh, it was a bun, mm-hmm. and I got it at Big Lots for a good deal, like probably like 80 bucks, and that was like a really highly rated coffee maker. Yeah. The bun, I forget what it was called, but it just stopped working, and uh, I actually brought it to Tom's. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, a lot of buns in the catering world. Yeah, Technivore Mocha Master. That's the highest rated drip coffee machine in the world. Handmade in the Netherlands. Do you really notice a difference? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Send me an affiliate. It's a nice piece of... No, I don't, we, don't need the, we don't need the affiliate. Uh, it's a nice piece of machinery. And it's like, you know, one factory where they make all the parts. So we're supporting jobs in the Netherlands. Because mm-hmm. God knows nobody in the U.S. is going to make a coffee maker factory. No. Yeah. I hear they're bringing it back. They're bringing back manufacturing. Yeah, I did Small-scale manufacturing. Yeah, I did watch highlights of the State of the Union last night, and then, you know, everybody tries to sell the uh, U.S. manufacturing that it's coming back, but we'll see. It's going to be a long time. Yeah, they got to incentivize it. Yeah. I mean, because it's it's almost like us. You know, you're, you're a niche company if you're 
building things in America using American labor and American parts and everything. Like, think of like 1620, uh, like these pants I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, people, you know, and it's it's not that expensive, but like they're cheap. I'm wearing their cheapest pants. Foundation. Yeah, 128 bucks. Uh, I did uh, one of the things that the president said was that they're going to pass a law that um, on any federal building project, like any, where anything uh, is being constructed, any construction project, all of the building materials will have to be made in the United States. How is that not already a thing? I know. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, I mean, it, this thing's like the, I don't know if this is entirely correct, so I, I guess I shouldn't say it, but it don't. Isn't it um, like the the drug prices that are set? Like mm-hmm. we can't, uh, our government can't um, negotiate, negotiate the prices. Well, he did say, and you know, listen, I'm I'm not into politics. I don't watch politics because now it's like that's like a thing. Like it's right. like a spectator sport. Exactly. But yeah. I did. I watched the highlights of the of the thing. I watched it this morning. He said that uh, Medicare is now going to be able to negotiate drug prices. With, ah. You know, insulin, a vial of insulin costs $10 to produce, $13 with packaging, and they're charging, you know, potentially hundreds of dollars in certain states. Right, for, right. It's, it's insane. You know, you got those buses filled with old folks going to Canada to, like, buy drugs and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Because, you know, you get on a fixed income and... Uh, they're living off that Social Security. <laughs> living their lavish life. Yeah. Uh, um. People born. You know what one one good way to get them off Social Security is? Yeah, how's that? <laughs> Make it so they can't afford their medicine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's uh, all it's all a scam. It's all a conspiracy. Yeah. You know who's behind it? Taylor Swift. Oh, oh man, he's got a point. Why is he, she taking out the old, the the homeless people though? That's just initiation. That's true. That's just more of yeah blood sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like the Coliseum days. Yeah. It's not her. It's the people she is working for. If if they're okay getting rid of a homeless, they'll be okay getting rid of the elderly. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think she does the thumbs up and the thumbs down? (laughs) They are bad drivers, the elderly, so (laughs) may alleviate some stress. Yeah. Oh, this is taking a turn. They've got all the good recipes, though. They do. So she... We probably got to find a way to harvest the recipes before they get taken out. (laughs) One good way is to print them onto a cutting board. Yeah. Laser etch them onto a cutting board. We know Jason doesn't listen to this podcast, so that joke's going to fall flat. Yeah. A cake recipe on a cutting board. Tell yeah. me how that makes sense. That's yeah. like putting a soup recipe on a cutting board. Well, yeah, you, at least you a cut soup, up the vegetables. Yeah, a soup recipe makes sense. Yeah, you got to cut the butter for cake. Yeah, well, no. Usually a, usually a cake's going to have melted butter, isn't it? Uh, or oil. Still yeah. cut it for the right amount. Do you cream? Do you cream the butter and the sugar for a cake? Uh, I think it depends if you're using the creaming method. Yeah. What about the muffin method? <laughs> the muffin you man. Know about the muffin muffin method, <laughs> creaming method, muffin method. No. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not much of a baker. Muffin method. You mix all the wet ingredients and then you pour them into the dry ingredients. Yeah. Creaming method. You start with your butter and your sugar. You cream that. Then you add your eggs. Then you add your dry ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you make cookies. Yes. 
I'm not, uh, I've never really been a baker. Um, but I, I've worked in some places, you know, where they have the pastry chef and I've been like a hanger on yeah. in the pastry kitchen because I like to get all like the, the cookies that come out deformed. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> and, or it's like, here, I'm trying a new recipe, Rob. You know, what do you think Try of this? this out. Um, yeah. Used to be like a three o'clock ritual, you know, grab a cup of coffee, swing by the pastry department and see what's what. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the two cookies that like bake together until, yeah. you know, the, the edges touched. Bring it back memories, Jeff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I worked yeah. in a lot of restaurants, none with a pastry chef. No. When I was at Dennis Boy, they used to bake the bread. Oh. And they were like these rolls. Oh, my God. That was yeah. so good. Fresh baked bread is always the best. Yeah. I, even like packaged white bread. I When I was a kid in Texas, I worked at this uh, hardware, wholesale hardware place. And right next door was a, bed, a bread bakery that made like packaged, like Wonder Bread kind of bread. And it just smelled so good yeah. all day. There's something uh, primal about that, the smell of yeast. It's mm. good. I remember when I worked at the one pizza's place, I used to make bread with the pizza dough. Oh, yeah, mm. sure. Oh, like I love that. And stuff like that. Throw it right in the pizza oven. Oh, man. Yeah, fresh baked bread. I haven't had a carb in at least like six weeks. You going to go uh, off the rails on Super Bowl Sunday? Oh, no. No, I can't. It's you gonna just, go off the rails for the fishing trip? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll probably I'll be on the straight and narrow until then. Yeah, it's just the the recovery time is just too long. It's so bad. It's like being a drug addict, you know. Yeah. Like once you you can't you can't be a crackhead and then just take one hit of crack. Like give it up and then you're like I'm just take just one hit. No. no. It's like you're just going to destroy your life there for a minimum several weeks. Yeah, you know, it's like it's been like a good month or more that I've been on this soup diet, right? So you're still on that? Yeah. Rob fit out the window. <laughs> so did you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> to get up on the roof here? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's only it's only about this wide. But it's it's almost like a entirely vegetarian. Like I've probably eaten you know, chicken three or four times, you know, little bits. I had a, a burrito bowl. I had uh, like a chicken pot pie. Mm. Um, that sounds good right now. Chicken pot pie is so good. Yeah, my wife gets them from Sickles. Ooh, man, not even like a shitty frozen one. No, it's good. It's like homemade. What is this place down the street? Uh, I want to get back to the soup, but what is this place down the street with the big sausage king? Oh, that's, uh, they're pretty yeah. good. It's pork store? Be, yeah, it's supposed to be good. Yeah. I yeah. haven't gotten anything. I came in there, a but... different way today. I, I'd never driven that way. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to be good. Yeah. That's right across from Borough Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, what kind of soup are you eating? I'm Just eating vegetable? A, I'm eating Amy's. Yeah. Amy's like vegetable? All vegetables. The minestrone or whatever? Minestrone, French country, lentil. Are they made with, with like beef stock or are they all vegetable stock? All vegetable stock. Wow. Yeah, well, the ones that I eat mostly are, except for the lentil, are like tomato-based. Hmm. How's your energy level? I, I feel like it's a little bit higher, um, mostly because I haven't been eating a lot as much junk. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a killer. That's the stuff that slows you down. 
Um, Gets me every time. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I got a bad sweet tooth. Yeah, welcome to the club. I, I, mine's not bad for sweet tooth. I mean, I'll eat a lot of sweets, but mine is more the snack. Oh yeah. yeah. Chips, if I go pretzels. grab a thing of chips, I'm eating the whole bag. Like yeah. I, it's, oh, yeah. I'm terrible at it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're an adult, there's nobody there to tell you, "Hey, <laughs> Keith, that's enough chips." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't be left to your own devices, you know. Oh. And God forbid, like nobody's home. Oh, jeez. To even just have like you know a hint of judgment. <laughs> <laughs> then you hide that bag down into the garbage. It's pill. like man, you're like uh, elbow deep in the, in the cupboard, like reaching for you know snacks that aren't even there. So, so you, you know, when the wife goes away, I'll get fast food. Oh, yeah, you're like, what else we got in here? What are the? Oh, these are pretzels that my wife bought eight months ago. Oh yeah, and they're stale. These chocolate covered pretzels. Oh yeah. That was like when we did the Christmas oh, snack yeah, episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were. I felt like I had about 112 fever from all the sugar. <laughs> I I turned that one off. Yeah, Keith has, uh, what's it called? Phonophobia? Misophonia. Misophonia. Yeah, we were chewing up a storm. Yeah, there was no Which way around fine. it. Actually, I think I suffered through it. What one? What was the best one? And it was Aldi's, right? I think it was those pe- those chocolate covered pretzels. Yeah, the peppermint, pepper candy cane pretzels. Uh, uh, did it? Did it have bits and pieces of yeah. the candy cane? Yeah. I hate those ones. It was pretty good. The popcorn was good too. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple of big surprises on that. Yeah, I wish they had had some savory Christmas snacks, but yeah, they didn't have any. Oh, you went specifically for Christmas. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And like Lidl or like Aldi, those kind of places are usually good for that stuff because it's all kind of like seasonal. Yeah, like not a lot of novelty kind of stuff, like a Trader Joe's, you know. Yeah, I like man. that time between Thanksgiving and Christmas where nobody cares what they're eating. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nobody judges you if you eat like five turkey dinners in that in that month. Yeah. Nobody cares if you're if you're making if you're baking cookies every day and mm-hmm. eating them. Nobody cares. <laughs> People expect you. <laughs> yeah, they're looking at you weird if you're not baking cookies. Yeah, yeah, but then to turn that off on January 1st is very difficult. Oh, yeah. Especially when everyone has a couple cocktails on New Year's Eve and then yeah. tries to start fresh the following day. Yeah, the second, I feel like, is the... Yeah. That's when I started. Like, when I buckled back down, it was January 2nd. Yeah. yeah. You can't... After New Year's Eve, you're going you're gonna to eat healthy on New Year's Day? No way. Yeah. Let me ask you, Keith, if you have one dessert, like one kind of dessert, what what would it be? You can only have one. Ooh. Like one specific or just one kind? Well, it, either or, you know, you can, if if you if there's a specific, like let's say it's ice cream, chocolate. I would, I would go out chocolate ice cream. Ice cream. Mm. I would go you ice cream. You got a flavor? That's the tough one. Uh, I'm a big fan of vanilla. Yeah. Or like a chocolate chip. A good vanilla ice cream is very it's, good. It's hard to beat, I know. That was like, uh, so my son went to a birthday party on Saturday, and... Uh, no, I'm going to change that to raspberry. Really? Raspberry ice cream? Mm-hmm. Mm. Black raspberry? Yep. Yeah, that is good. Um, He and my wife got home, and they were talking, and she said, Oh, bud, uh, what kind of cake did you have? Do you have vanilla or chocolate? And he said chocolate, and... um. And we both said, like, yeah, like, if when I was a kid, I probably would have had chocolate, too. But now I'd probably have vanilla. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I feel like you get to a certain age, and it's like you switch from chocolate to vanilla. What's yes. up with that? 
Uh, your taste changes? Yeah. I mean... But I, I still like chocolate. I don't get why people claim, oh, it's vanilla, right? Like, oh, that's plain. Mm-hmm. If you get a good vanilla, it's not it's plain. Awesome. It's got yeah. some awesome, yeah. like, especially if it's handmade or fresh made yeah. with, with a fresh vanilla. The best store-bought one is Briars. I like Briars, too, yeah. vanilla. Briars gets yeah. a little icy for me sometimes. You got to eat it when you buy it. Yeah. I think Turkey Hill French vanilla is a contender. Mm. That's the creamy that? colored one, right? It's like, yeah, like a little bit yellow. Yeah, yeah. I've had it. Yeah, yep. that's pretty it's, good. It's good. It's no match for Briars. Yeah. I I like the Briars Neapolitan. That's good. Yeah. Um, you ever have Neapolitan? Are you like, yeah. if you get Neapolitan, are you like a digger into one uh, flavor? No. No, at that point, you might as well just buy one gallon or whatever yeah. for half a gallon. Yeah, I, I'm very I like territorial. The scrape. I like the scrape uh, width-wise across that thing. Get yeah. a little Wait, bit of vanilla. No, it's I strawberry. said I'm very territorial oh, oh. about my uh I was going to say, you know that strawberry, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, if if I open up the Neapolitan and somebody's been digging in one it, flavor. It throws off the whole ratio. Oh, yeah, it. you got to keep the ratio. Go get your own yeah. Yeah. box of ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Creamery over <coughs> oh, in Atlantic Islands, man, they have a brown sugar cookie dough. Mm. It's like a brown sugar, like a vanilla ice cream with brown sugar and then cookie dough. Yeah? That's freaking good. What's that uh, creamery out where you grew up? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Halo t- Halo Pub? Halo. Halo Pub. Uh, Halo Top, Halo Pub. Yeah. When I worked at Dennis Foy, that's where we got the ice cream. They were clients. And they would bring the ice cream, the Tahitian vanilla from Halo Pub. Yeah, when I was in college, we used to go there because I, I don't know what Halo the, Farms. Halo Farms. That's Halo what it Pub is. was the ice cream shop. Yeah, we used to go there, and my freshman year, I was like the only freshman with a car there because I used oh, yeah, my brother's you spots. TCNJ. Yeah. yeah, so we would go over there, and they would have like days where they would run a bus over, so you could just go and. Everyone who got on that bus was buying for like 30 people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so everyone will come back with huge things. But on the days they weren't running the bus, I would drive over and we would say, all right, I'm going. Mm-hmm. And everyone would give you like five dollars for their little pint of ice cream, whatever they wanted. The pints at the time were like two bucks. Yeah. Oh so I was making God. a killing just done, you know. Yeah. That's like right by the circle, right? I forget where it yeah, is. Yeah, There's like a circle right there. It, yeah. Halo it, Farms. That was some pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they use, like, the real Tahitian vanilla beans. That's the thing yeah. about vanilla. It's like, oh, vanilla is the synonym for, like, plain or whatever. Like, vanilla is one of the most expensive, yeah, like, real vanilla. Yeah, it's an exotic ingredient. Yeah, yeah. like, you're talking, uh, you know, Tahiti, Madagascar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, like, one of those things that people explored the world in order to try and find. Yeah. Yeah. What about cheesecake? Where you stand on cheesecake? Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, me too. What about ricotta cheesecake? I don't know that I've had it, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, I, it's good, but I don't think it's as good as like a New York style yeah, cheesecake. No, it's a little bit almost. It's like savory grainy. side, and it is grainy. grainy. Yeah. Now for the cheesecake, like the regular New York style. Yeah. Do you like it with the swirled in strawberries or raspberries or the chocolate, um, or do you like just straight? Cheesecake. I go plain, but yeah. I'll eat any type of cheesecake you put in front of me. Oh, uh, me too. But I, I, I favor the plain. But do you yeah, favor yeah. crustless or with the crust? I got it. Yeah, I like the crust. I'm with Jeff on this one. I, 
I'll eat any cheesecake yeah. you put in front of me, but I'll go plain first, and it's got to have. Now I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Did you ever have the one where it's the Oreo crackers instead of? No, oh, I never did. Oh, that that's the one good. to get. Your Oreo crust. Yeah, and it's the, not like, Oreo cream. Just got to weigh like it's got to weigh like two pounds. Yeah, like yeah. cheesecake's yeah. got to be heavy. Otherwise, it's not a good cheesecake. Yeah, it's gonna make you feel like you need to go to bed right after you finish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. that's like a bagel, you know. Don't give me no eighth inch of, of cream cheese. <laughs> it's got to be a solid. It's got to squeeze out the sides when you bite into it. Three one five. I don't even know where that is. Um, yeah, like it's got to be like nearly a half inch thick of cream cheese inside the bagel. Yeah, see, this is where I waver. I like a lot of cream cheese, but some places you go to where it's like that inch or whatever, they yeah. put like a pound of cream cheese. I don't like that. If I bite into it and it's squeezing up through the hole in the middle, mm-hmm. that's fine. But if it's falling out the bottom, uh... I don't want any squeeze because the the cream cheese should be dense enough where it's not squeezable. Do you get your bagels toasted or not toasted? No, no, you cannot toast a bagel with cream cheese. I don't. That's I was a, just wondering. I like toasted with butter. Butters, yeah. Uh, now it's it key with a little sprinkle of honey on there. Ooh. I never had that. And a little butter, a little honey. Oh yeah, we I used to do toast like that as a kid. Some of that John Peters honey and or cinnamon sugar toast that was a big one as a kid. Yeah, I'm not big on cinnamon. You just put butter on there and then sprinkle cinnamon sugar on there. I gotta make that for Hunter. I don't know if I ever made that for him. Oh, yeah, try with the honey. Yeah, I do like that butter and honey, man. On a biscuit, on a bagel, yeah. Oh, this may be too localized for the, the for all the listeners, but Wawa. I went to Wawa the other day, and they have their bagels, sizzlies. I know they're gross, right? <laughs> but in a, but in a pinch, and you're hungry, and you got to stop yeah, there. Everything could be good. Well, you're on the road a lot too. So yeah, I'm on the road a lot. You can't be choosy. So, I don't eat breakfast all that often. But this one day, I was hungry, so I went there, and they have a pepperoni one now. Ooh! So it's slices of pepperoni cheese on a bagel. It was delicious. That does sound good. Yeah, it's yeah. also a heart attack and a little, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, it's a heart attack waiting to happen. But. I, well, I went to WVU uh, for a couple years, and a big thing in West Virginia is pepperoni rolls. So it's like a soft, like, dough, and then they put pepperoni and cheese inside it and roll it up. And, you know, you get them in the convenience stores in, like, a prepackaged. Yeah, Quick Check has those here. Yeah, and those were freaking good. And, yeah, yeah they were, like, dirt cheap. I'm getting hungry. They had ones that had, uh, like, pepper jack cheese inside of it. Pepper Jack with pepperoni, that's good. Mm. Anything with pepperoni is pretty good. Yeah. Let's be real. I haven't had pepperoni in years. Oh, my God, you're missing out. Well, they don't put it in soup. No. That's true. <laughs> pepperoni soup. Pizza soup. That's like something they're eating in the Midwest. <laughs> what are we having tonight, honey? We're having pizza soup. <laughs> that, that makes me think of when I was... Uh... Pizza soup with a cheese, cheesecake casserole afterwards. <laughs> I was in... High school in Texas, and so this is the 70s, and I worked at Pizza Hut. So I came from New York where, you know, pizza is pizza, Yeah. and now I'm working at Pizza Hut, and I'd never really been exposed to that style of pizza before, and they had just come come out with the taco pizza. (laughs) So then in case you didn't know what that was, uh, because I don't think they make it anymore. Uh, 
I think Domino's tried it for a while. I haven't seen it. Like when I was in high school, like the local place, you know, they make the crazy yeah. pies for slices. They would have taco pizza every now and then. Well, the Pizza Hut taco pizza was instead of uh, like tomato sauce, they spread refried beans. Right. And then they put um, like cheddar cheese or some kind and of ground beef. beef. And yeah, they didn't have ground beef. They had like these little pellets yep. of TVP, probably yeah. textured vegetable protein. Yes. <laughs> um, and that was their taco pizza. And I was working there trying to wrap my head around all this stuff. Did, like, then did they put like shredded lettuce and tomatoes? Oh on yes, it? yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, black olives. Yeah, yeah. After it came out of the oven, then yeah. you dressed it with the with the cold stuff. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not like a pizza purist where some people are like, "That's not pizza." Like, I don't care about the the semantics of the name, I'll eat the hell out of a taco pizza. It sounds... <laughs> oh, me too. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I have to admit. That, I mean, because I love Mexican food. It's just a taco on dough instead it's of a, right, a tortilla. Exactly. I, you know, so I, I had my share of that stuff too. It was like... Yeah. I make fun of people that put pineapple on pizza. Oh, yeah. But do whatever you want. I'm not going to say it's not pizza. I've I do think most that. of the country doesn't make real pizza, though. No. My in-laws get into that. They're like, it's not pizza. That's flatbread. I'm like, all right. Come on. That's not. Give it up. <laughs> I remember when Corey posted that one thing, and it looked like, uh, it looked oh, like a quesadilla, it. and he called it pizza. I'm like, eh, that photo doesn't look like it. And then we got into the argument. Yeah. You're not getting good pizza. We had good pizza in Rhode Island. That yeah. was really good. Yeah. But like a Neapolitan pizza, um, I feel like that's easier to replicate elsewhere within the country but like a like a regular i don't even know what you call it just like a regular pizza like street pie like a regular new york style yeah you, you can't get it anywhere like you can get it here you know where it, i mean too bad we got the commercial plates because we're gonna drive right past grimaldi's mm. you, do you know grimaldi's yeah i mean the the that's coal oven is, right yeah it's so thin like the pizza cooks in like three minutes and it comes to the table. It's just like you can eat like six slices. Yeah. You now what? Go to Federici's. You now what's thinner, Grimaldi's or Pete and Elda's? Well, I've, I've eaten at both places and I prefer Grimaldi's. Um, I do not like Pete and Elda's. Um, Pete and Elda's is a different. It's. It's more like a bar pie style. I, I don't know how to describe it. Where it's like a real thin, like a cracker. You can see through it. That's how thin yeah. it is. I mean, Grimaldi's is super thin, too, like that. It's just the the seasonings and the sauce and, and and even the flavor of the crust is different. Yeah, I think Federici's is, is similar to Pete Nelda's. I've never been to Pete Nelda's. But it's for me, it's more of a nostalgia thing. You know, it's like That's... it's not the best pizza in the world, but it's a nostalgia. You know, I've been going there my whole life. My dad's been going there his whole life. Where That's is this? the way it is. In Freehold, Federici's, yeah, right I've... on Main Street. It's good. Um, like Spumoni Gardens. Yeah. You know, you get the That's Sicilian a... pie and it's, there's actually a place in Bay Ridge. I can't remember the name of it. Um, that has the best Sicilian pie where it's like really super light and fluffy, mm -hmm. that style. It's, it's That's really what I like. I don't I like got, it when it's dense. Yeah. I got I like one for you to try next time I, I come here from my house. I'll bring it. All right. It's called Brooklyn Square. But it's from Jackson. The guy mm -hmm. had a place in Brooklyn, and he moved out to Jackson. What's the other uh, big place, the big coal fire place, Lombardi's? Is that what it is? 
That sounds familiar. Love parties. Um, I think that's like the oldest pizzeria in New York or something. But Spumoni's, I, I was working one time in the building across the street from there. Oh, yeah, I grew up on West 12th Street. Yeah. Which was, you know, walking distance. I that's think it like, was Spumoni's in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, L&B. Um, there, there's like a, a corner, like a triangle type yes, building there yes. now. It used to be like a little square or something. Mm-hmm. Landmark Nolita, Nolita restaurant is, I guess that's a neighborhood now, Lower Manhattan, 32 Spring Street. Uh, landmark restaurant serving coal-fired thin crust Neapolitan pizza since 1905, Lombardi's. Yeah. America's first pizzeria, Little Italy. But Spumoni's, I was there, and they were filming a movie. Okay. Because I was all excited. I'm like, oh, finally I'm right next door. I have no excuse not to go in and grab some and they were filming a movie there, so I couldn't even oh. go over. And you got to get the Spumoni. It's you got to get it while you're there and eat it. Yeah. Like it's unlike uh, anything else that I've yeah. ever had anywhere. What is it? It's got uh, almond extract in it or something. Well, it's three flavors. It's chocolate, pistachio, and vanilla, and it comes, you know, just how they give it yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. But the consistency and the texture of it is different. Very unique. Hmm. It doesn't have almond extract in it, though. Uh, well, it's got pistachio, uh, so. okay. It's you know, a, it's one of the flavors. Yeah. I used to work with a guy who would always go, like, now I work with a guy, but I don't travel with him, but he always goes there, and then he brings whatever back to the mm-hmm. office. I don't work in the office anymore. But I used to work with a guy that, if we were anywhere in, like, a one-mile radius, which is a long ride in Brooklyn yeah. sometimes. It could yeah. take you half hour. We would go there. Yeah. And the one time I was working across the street, I couldn't go because they were filming a movie. You, you ever have um, Panel? Did you ever hear of it? It's like this chickpea patty, and then they smother on like this ricotta cheese oh, and man. serve. <laughs> Is it fried? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where's that? At Spumoni Gardens? No, it's at... An, it's at you can get it at pizza places, like some of them. It's a Sicilian thing. Oh, and then it comes on like a some soft bread. Oh. It's like a little ha- street food. It's, it's, it's See, this is where I go things. wrong. This is what... Yeah. <laughs> making me want to stop by somewhere on the way home. Sausage King. Pizza yeah. place and get something. Let me see if I can look it up. Yeah, man, that sounds good. Yeah, Panel. You, you can't get them everywhere. Well, you were the one who, who just... Introduced me to what's the other thing? Not a bagel. What is it? Bialy. A Bialy. Yeah, those are good. And now yeah. I see them everywhere. I had never seen one before. Mm. Oh yeah, fritter, chickpea flour, other ingredients, water, salt. <sighs> on bread too. They're yeah. like, let's put this yeah. on bread, <laughs> and so- then, then you slather on the regatta. Oh man! When I used to work at the pizza shop, we used to do all sorts of crazy pizzas. Like mm-hmm. we had a a salad pie where you would chill it after you cooked it with the tomato sauce on there. Then you put like a spring mix on it. That sounds good. That was good. But then we made a BLT pie. So instead of sauce, we would put mayo on the dough. Oh yeah. And the minute you put that in the oven and you start cooking that mayo, people are like, what's that smell? Everyone orders a BLT pie after that. Everybody. Mayo is one of those things that like gets a lot of hate, like a lot of undue hate. You put it on pizza crust and cook it. People are, like, ashamed to admit that they like mayonnaise. It's, yeah. like, something weird about it. You try it. cooking it in, in a crowded restaurant. Oh, yeah. like The whole like bar a, lights up. An open face sandwich, like, you know, your bread, your mayonnaise, your meat, your cheese, and then 
put that in the broiler. There's nothing better than My that. My wife loves mayonnaise. Oh, it's so, so good. But I never had it. Like growing up, we never had it. And don't be afraid to lick the knife after you use the mayo. You're, <laughs> you're just afraid because you think you might like it. <laughs> but you know what I really learned to like it on? It's like, you know, when you have chicken cutlets and you have them left over and you're going to oh, make a sandwich? Yeah. Chicken cutlet, tomato, fresh sliced tomato, and mayonnaise. Yeah, they call it a chicken California. Is, is that what they call it? Oh. Yeah, I don't tomato. do fresh cut tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, you don't like tomatoes, right? No. Really? I mean, I'm kind of allergic to them, but I also don't like them either. I don't like the texture. Is tomato a nightshade? Yeah. I like What good is that? Nightshades, like eggplants, tomatoes. Oh, okay. Um, I like a good tomato. Like I don't oh, like. Yeah. Uh, I don't like a bad tomato. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you. I'm sure you know. They ship tomatoes green. Yeah. Like unripe. And yeah. They chemically make them red. Yep. Yeah. That's why they taste not good because you know they they want them hard. It's, it's right. Yeah. They gotta last longer. Yeah. yeah. So they don't. So they don't get damaged during shipping. That's like the wax on the apples, you know. They put, like, this impermeable seal on the outside so they last, like, whatever, months mm-hmm. or something. That's why I scrape off that stuff. That's why I just don't eat fruit. <laughs> I love fruit, though. It's unfortunate. I went yeah. to a place uh, when I was in college in Trenton that was doing hydroponic tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And they were doing it so they could uh, – it was like a research and development for some company they wanted to – be able to sell Jersey tomatoes wherever, and they wanted it to be fresh. And the easiest way to do it was to do it in a controlled environment. So they were doing it like in old warehouses where they were going to set up hydroponic places so they could be. That's interesting. I don't know if it's still around, but we went. We took a tour of it because we were in a. I was in a hydroponics cl- a class, and it was amazing to watch it, like like what they do and how they work. And like, if you took one of those tomatoes, they each one looked perfect because there's no bugs, there's no nothing. No dirt to get on them. No dirt to get on them. So and the roots grow in water? And wa- just water, no soil. I mean, I don't think there's so- nah, no soil. It's like suspended, I think. Yeah. And then we had to develop a hydroponic system after that, so I built one. It worked great. What they do they do? Add little... nutrients to the water? Uh, Yeah, there's like a food you put in the water, like huh. plant yeah. food. Or... They, uh, they sell these little things. They're about like this big. Uh, and it's like a arrow garden. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah it's I got have a one. light, and it's got you just put like your lettuce in there, or whatever. It just grows right there in your kitchen. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I have one. We bought it for my mom for Christmas or something, and since she went away, she gave it to us to care for for the winter. <laughs> um. So remember that gift you gave me here? It's your problem now. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let my plants die. <laughs> I let them die. Yeah, the wife went away for like three days, and uh, I didn't know how to put water in it. I thought the big vat had enough water in it, and uh. it ran dry, so I killed those plants, so I bought new pots. <laughs> now I'm waiting for those to to grow again. Hopefully I can. Sounds like my little pet turtle I had when I was a kid. Oh, you forgot to water it? My mom uh, was uh, cleaning up, and she put them up on top of the refrigerator, to get them off the counter. You remember those little plastic things yeah. they used to sell? Yeah. With the with, with, with the gritty top that went yeah, on the top? Yeah, yeah. It had like a fake like palm a little, tree. Little yep. Like window thing. Yeah. Up. Yeah. And uh, there was like a light up there and it dried up all the water. And, you know, it's uh. like, where's the turtle? And he was all, he was dead. Ugh. 
I had it's one. Stink. I when can, I, can imagine. I was in the third grade. My mom was a first grader, kindergarten teacher in the same school. But when I was in the third or fourth grade or something, I forget. Our class had sea monkeys. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, of course. Gem from the eighties, and uh, I mean they were back in the sixties when I was a kid. Yeah, I don't think they have them anymore, do they? Uh, probably. They probably just rebranded. Well, you know what else. they are, yeah. right? They're like germs it's or like something. A shrimp, like they're a brine shrimp. Brine shrimp. Yeah. So we had them, and at the end of the year, somebody got to get chosen to take them home. Oh, jeez. Naturally, I got chosen. (laughs) So I brought them to my mom's classroom for her to bring them home in the car because I had to take the bus on the last day of school. Before the end of the day, she's showing her class and drops them all over the floor. Her whole class was crying. She killed all the monkeys. She killed all the monkeys. So your mom was a teacher in the school you went to? Yeah, the elementary school I went to. Yeah. What was that like? I don't know. I, I didn't know any different. So yeah, but I mean to have your mom around all the time, like I I, I got in trouble more. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, couldn't get away with much, could you? No. Like, we I, know we could drop the hammer on him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I used to get in trouble sometimes. But we used to get, um, during lunch period, they would have, like, you'd eat, and then, I don't know why they would do this, but the last 15 minutes of your 30-minute lunch, you had to be dead silent. And if you weren't eating, you had to put your head down, right? And it was called quiet time or head down time or something. And if you disrespected any of the teachers, they would have you go stand against the wall. Keith's forgetting to mention this was uh, New Jersey State Penitentiary for Children. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd have you go stand up against the wall. So I, I, I had to stand against the wall often. But, yeah, you hold a little Sit paper. With, yeah, that, I mean, that was. was Every now and like then they'd make you hold the, hold the piece of paper with your nose on the yeah. wall. God. Did they hit you back then? I mean, how old are you, Keith? Forty-two. 42, all right. So, I mean, you're... 43, in, somewhere in there? Because I'm 60, so, like, I am I was in school in the early 70s, basically. Yeah. Like, they could hit you if yeah. you couldn't... And growing up in New York, like, they'd let you out for recess or whatever they called it, but you weren't allowed to run because yep. there were too many kids and it was all blacktop and people would be pushing and shoving and people would get hurt. So if you got caught running, you had to stand against the wall. Stand against the wall. But but this was just a concrete wall that we'd have to stand on. And it's front of the, like, the entire school gets to see you when they come over and they yell at you to stand against the wall. So then you got to stand there. And if you're you're fidgeting around, you got to hold a piece of paper with your nose. But. Yeah. I wonder why we got a mental health crisis in this country. Yes. <laughs> this is what what they were subjecting this is the children what they were to. Breeding back then. <laughs> yeah. We had when I got to uh, Arizona, they had these things called SWATs, and each teacher had a fiberglass paddle, and they would have like <laughs> we got to bring that back. It, yeah. And you'd have to go out in <laughs> the, the hallway punisher. and grab your ankles. And the teacher would just let let it rip right on your ass. That's fantastic. Got to bring that back. It, it was unbelievable. I'm kidding, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, so you were supposed to go out there to get like your two or three whacks. 
But if you were like me, I'm sure this is going to sound very familiar to you. <laughs> you can't leave well enough alone. No. You know? So they're wailing on you, and you're being a smart ass yeah, at the time. Absolutely. You know? It's like, they you can't know, let them win. You're egging them on. Exactly. And so three could turn into 10. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <they> drop them. <laughs> Yeah. And all the kids would be like up at the window. They had those Clara Story windows. You know, Watch people it. standing on the desks and everything. It was, uh, it was a whole huge thing. I was a terrible student. Yeah, yeah. I would torture my teachers. <laughs> yeah. I had a I had a nasty spell. <laughs> I I think you know as a teacher they call that junior high. Yeah. You yeah. know nobody wants to teach junior high. When I was going to be a teacher, I, that's what I wanted. Yeah, that's the that's the hardest. I thought age that would group. be fun. Yeah, but that's the most like I don't know. They're old enough where you know they know a little bit, but not old enough yeah. where they know too much. Yeah, they're not yeah. going to be too smart assy. Yeah, like a I high school kid. High school kids were. Are, I mean, in junior high, I was you know just I was just there, right? Yeah. But in high school, I was an asshole. Oh yeah. <laughs> Through and through, you know? I straightened up in high school. I, I mm -hmm. took a look around and I said, I better, I better write this ship before it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just rode that knife edge between good and bad. Uh, yeah. Just good enough, but just not, not that bad. Now, I met your dad, and I don't know him that well, but something tells me he, he wasn't fooling around if you got in trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't getting in trouble. I wasn't a trouble high schooler. But Although my senior year, I was only there for like 90 days. I skipped the rest. <laughs> oh, God. And you're supposed to be there, I think, 182. 80, 182. 182, and you're allowed five un or excused absences or whatever mm. or 10 or whatever. And I had like 92 excuse or unexcused absences like just not going yeah there. and How'd they let you graduate oh, i'm gonna tell you the story i shouldn't but i went to i uh, get called down to the office right and the secretary is there and she's reading my file and she's like listen you have only completed 90 full days of school because i used to go in every day and then i'd leave and she's like you've only been here for 90 days that means you can't graduate and I was like, it's kind of weird you're telling me that the week before. Yes. I was like, whatever. I said, so what do you want from Dunkin' Donuts? And she's, she told me she wanted a large, light, and sweet. I said, oh, okay, I'll be right back. And I come back in, and I get the large Dunkin' Donuts. Like, I just left school. This is like first period. I left yeah. school. I come back you're with talking a, to the lady who, who uh, you know, controls the. Large Dunkin' Donuts and a, a dozen donuts, and I put it down. And she goes, I can't wait to see a graduation, Mr. Drennan. <laughs> <laughs> back to class I went. Oh, just goes man. to show you, it's not what you know, it's who you know. That's right. That's right. And um, not much has changed since, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, we had a guy, Mr. Cook, and he was like, I guess, what is it? Like, uh, they called him like a student manager or something, but he was the whatever, the truancy officer for the school. And yeah, I had a similar thing where he called me in. It's like, I see here, you know, this shows that on the t on the 10th, you weren't in fourth period history. I said, no, no, I was there. And it was just, you know, they just yeah. let it slide, you know, <laughs> like. Well, I mean, to give you an idea, we were in this program called Wings, which was, I forget what it stood for, but uh, it was in the tech ed program, right? So uh, they didn't call it tech ed that, back then, but that's what it was, the tech ed program.
and we were we had a radio station at the school and we would have to go cool. yeah we'd have to go out and sell advertisements for the school or for, for the radio station so during that period we were allowed to leave so like they knew the cars that could leave that were in this program mm-hmm. were supposedly good kids none of us were so we would just like leave and go out and market like you would if you worked at a radio station you'd have to go door to door in your local community and get advertisements that would then air on the radio station so we were leaving all the time. So like junior year that started, you know, and then by senior year, me and the eight of us that w- would do this would be pretty good at it and we would just <laughs> disappear. But the guy who ran that program, and I'll say this because I'm sure he's retired by now. Yeah. He was fantastic. Um, but he would tell me like, hey, um, I'm having a pool put in at my house, and I need to get electric out to the pump. <laughs> no problem, sir. And you leave. Like, this is in the homeroom. And I would leave, and I'd go dig the trench, oh, and I'd geez. come back to school, you know, and he would. A plus. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, it's funny because <clears throat> things were like that. Uh, when I went to high school in Texas, I was in a class called vocational agriculture, mm. you know, because it was a small rural town. And that was like second period. And the kids that I hung out with, we were on the football team. Okay. And they would say, go to the teacher. Oh, we have to run into town to get feed or whatever. And like, so you have to, so the, the school had a pickup truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, teenager, take the keys to the school pickup. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. Yeah, I just, yeah, got, a, I just so got a text message. We would we would take this old truck and drive into town and, like, just come back for football practice. Yeah, know? right? With, the, you know, 20 pounds of feed uh-huh. or whatever that you needed for the, you know, the steer or the... the I think they had chickens and stuff like that, too. Yeah. We'd, like, leave the period before lunch, and then we'd drive. So I, where where I grew up, about a, I don't know, half hour, 40 minutes, I guess kind of south of New Brunswick. So we'd, like, leave the period before lunch, drive to New Brunswick, get fat sandwiches, oh. and just, like, skip the whole rest of the day. Yeah. Or, like, go fishing or me and my buddy Sodi would, like, look up on Auto Trader where there was, like, a cool car oh. and go, like... Can we check out the the Z06? You know, we're like two 16-year-old kids in, in like, my Crown Victoria or something. And the guy, you know, they would humor us, but it's like, you know we're not going to buy this car. Yeah. Is it coincidence we wound up in these, you know, fields of work, or is these these stories are just all too common? Oh, I'm sure we would be, like, stockbrokers or something if we were in school the whole time. Be retired at 34. Be some tech billionaire. I think it has to do with how you're wired, you know? Yeah, school wasn't for me until, until I got to college. I I really enjoyed going to college class in college. Yeah. Um I didn't I hated school up until that point. It just there was nothing in it for me. Yeah. I it depends on the subject. Like a lot mm. of my college class cuz I went to be a shop teacher. So Okay. Half of my classes were phenomenal and I loved it. And I uh, I would spend extra hours in the labs and stuff, you know, which is the wood shop or metal shop or whatever. Just doing whatever. 
but then when it comes to history and and physics and chemistry and like yeah, what yeah yeah didn't i learn all that stuff in high school yeah. i mean shouldn't i have learned it all if i had gotten high school you know what i mean I like i can't sit in a le- like the, the lecture classes I, I can't i can't do it i can't sit there and take notes for you know a 90 minute class um no matter how interesting the subject is like if it's interesting i want to sit there and put my full attention into it and mm-hmm. not sit there and write notes notes are hard i mean that's the thing you get yeah, it's everyone learns differently, though. Yeah, like I had one class, which is why I'm not a teacher. It was American history class. Yeah, and the guy would just get up there and read the book. Oh yeah, and then all of his tests, quizzes, and finals were all um, essay. Oh, oh god! So he didn't grade it on if you got the information correct he graded it on how well it was written oh that's not so i failed history uh history writing class professor zanine and if he's dead today i'm 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 okay with that (laughs) i took this class five times to try and get rid of the f and i failed all five so when you go i wasn't a bad like i'm not stupid i'm not a bad student but when you go and you fail a class you have two tries to get rid of that f okay right so that didn't work because I failed it three times. So on the fourth time, I went down to the dean, and he's like, all right, I'll make it a C if you get an A on the fourth try. And that didn't work. No. He gave me an The teacher hated me. Like the third time I took it or the fourth time, he's like, he would be going through the attendance, and he goes, he goes up, and he would get to like, I don't know, dean or something. You know, that's a bad one for a school, but, you know, whatever Dr- comes before Dickinson. Drennan. Yeah. yeah. Right, and he would be like, and then he'd get to the next name, and he goes, "All right, I want everyone to look in the back there. That's Mr. Drennan. If you want to know who won't be passing this class, it'll be him." And then just keep going. Yeah, I'll break you, Drennan. He just didn't like me for some reason. Oh man, you know, I never caused trouble in his class. It's history class where he just reads. There's no raising your hand. There's none. It was just. It's funny because I taught history. Yeah, I'm terrible at history. Don't yeah, get me wrong. But you said something or like, you know, in one of your essay questions, you wrote something that first semester that he didn't like. And he just decided he's like, that's it. This well, the, done. here's the other problem. I, I, I only took this class. I could have taken any easier history class, but I took it because my roommate at the time said, hey, I'm taking this class. You want to take it with me? It's one and done. You yeah. know, if you take this class then you don't have to take a second history class, you're just one and done. I was like, all right. Yeah. And my roommate was ridiculously smart, but on top of that, he had one of those eidetic memories or whatever. Oh, so he would sit there during the test, and his eyes would be going back and forth, and he would read the book from from memory, you know? And I'm like, how are you doing this? See, he could write down, and he was a good writer and everything. Like, So I, I don't know if he knew we were roommates, and one guy looked like he was cheating, and then there was me. I don't know. I'm sure if I went back to school now, I'd probably have a 4.0, but... Yeah, you know, you're just not mentally ready for that kind of stuff sometimes. No, no, I I was always, I mean, I graduated with a three point eight six or something like that from college. Uh, I was much better as a student in college than I was in high school. Um, but uh, as a history teacher, I you know I realize that's a lot of people. They have like the great man way of teaching history where it's all just names and dates and i wasn't like that at all i used to give like a quiz every week 10 questions what we go over and 
I mean, I taught in some not great schools, and you have to pass history to graduate. And I yeah. open up every class. It's like, this is your best chance to ever pass American history. Just play, you know, just play nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we're going to get along. And that's the way it went. And it's crazy. Most people hate history. You know, I, I don't like it. They have a lot of bad teachers in history. Well, there's also the problem with there's a lot of bad concepts in teaching history. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the, there's like this guy who just reads it, and then you have to tell him a story back. Yes. Right? Um, and then there's people who are like, well, you got that date wrong. It was 1943, yeah. not 1942. In the grand scheme of things, does that really it matter? It doesn't matter at yeah. all. I have the date that's significant, you right? Know, but but there are teachers that only go by dates because they're a numbers guy. It, yeah. it, like there's a lot of way. Like when you get to math, you either know it or you don't. Yeah. Right. When it gets there's to history, right or wrong in math. Yeah, when you get to history, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I I used to like to you know concentrate on like more conceptual things, and yeah. also you'd run into kids that couldn't read at grade level, so. You know, you have to come up with something, some way for them to process the information and right. get it back to you because they would have trouble reading the textbook. Yeah, what I forget now. It's been a long time since I've been in college, but what are the different types of learners? Oh, There's yeah. There's like cognitive, kinetic. There's seven different types yeah, yeah. of intelligences. Yeah. yeah. And what, Social, as a teacher, you have to yeah. hit all of them. Bodily kinesthetic. Yeah. Um, yeah, like visual, auditory. Visual, yeah, yeah. I I remember doing some kind of um, finals project like that, comparing, you know, uh, an, an athlete to somebody who was, let's say, like a physicist, right? And where we would, you know, tend to say somebody who's a physicist is intelligent, but somebody who's, uh, you know, a world class athlete is talented. Yeah, you know where you know I tried to, but at the same token, there is some intelligence needed to be a world class athlete. Right, that was my argument. Like, look at Tom Brady. Yeah, it's a different type of intelligence. He wasn't the most athletic guy in the world, but he's the most intelligent, so he appears to be the most athletic guy. Hmm. So we all made it to college. Despite our, yeah, I didn't graduate, despite, but despite our early <clears throat> troubles, yeah. I just went just for the debt. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got accepted. <laughs> I feel like that's all I went for. I, I saddle myself with that for the rest of my life. I uh, I got in and uh, I got into TCNJ not because of my grades in high school or anything, but because one, my brother went there, so I had like that. You know, uh-huh. you no, know, no, they try and get the lineage going or whatever. And then I got a letter because I was uh, conditionally accepted after I met with the dean of the School of Engineering. Mm-hmm. So I had to go down there and meet with the School of Engineering, this guy, Dean Cranick, right? And I met with him, and he's like, listen, you don't belong here. You shouldn't be coming in with your grades. But because this is a new program that we're doing at the school, we're going to bring you on because your brother goes here and wrote a a letter that said, you know, nice. a recommendation letter. So I wasn't supposed to be there. So then I get there, and my first four classes were all, like, rudimentary classes that yeah. I had to pass yeah. just to prove that I should be there. And he's like, if you don't pass these, and I aced them all. And then I got 
not straight A's. I got a lot of A's and B's, but my grade point average was fine. Like I was in the th- like the probably the mid threes until that history class, my junior year, and then five times doing that. Real, oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. when you got five F's for one, oh, God. and it all goes on your transcripts. And then I brought it down, and then and then they're like, "Well, you can't get a teaching certificate because you're like at a two point seven four, and you need to oh. be a two point seven five. You're kidding me! Oh, so no. that guy, that guy really screwed you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was like a two point seven or well, I was I was like real close. Fractions. Fractions. Yeah. That's yeah. nuts. And then I argued that you. I mean, can't they take the two off? They would have and just leave three F's, and they wouldn't do anything for me. You know, yeah. they want my money. They want me to keep going back. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. You know, they're like, well, right, if you had taken it in summer school, we would have passed you. Well, I went a whole extra year trying to get around it. Yeah. Does it, like, average back out? Like, does the GPA oh. encompass as many years as you're there? Yeah, it would have. Yeah. It would have. But then I just I, I took the technological studies degree and got out. But, yeah. Yeah, I was, was like that in math. I, I didn't take any math in high school. You know, I took the bare minimum. And then when I got to college... They, I was at Brooklyn College, and they had, like, this core curriculum thing. Right. <laughs> and you needed, I was taking a one-and-done kind of thing, and I was so far behind conceptually. I didn't know anything, so I'd go, and I had, like, this African uh, math teacher who had, like, a heavy, like, sort of broken, like, British English and native yeah. accent so it was hard to understand and then i'd go to the the labs you know with all the students and they were all foreign students to all the ones who were doing the best in math right that's were all yeah. foreign students and i was like i'm doomed I'm yeah doomed. <laughs> so when i was in high school i i remember i did terrible in geometry whatever comes yeah. after geometry i think was trigonometry mm-hmm. so like i did so bad that like to keep you moving through they just gave me a different like there was a, a different math class for kids that weren't good at math. <laughs> but then when I was looking for colleges, I was like, oh, maybe I'll be an engineer. And they're like, well, your math is terrible. You can't yeah. do it. And now I graduated. And then all I do is geometry and engineering. It's yeah. like it doesn't matter what you learn in school. It's all about context, no. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually taught math on sat- at Saturday school still wound up. I was like one page ahead of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go, I'd go into class terrified that somebody would ask me a question that was like, you know, that I had no answer for. Yeah. I, I only know how to do what we're going to go over today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good question. Save that for tomorrow yes. because we're actually going to answers like that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad you asked that because that's actually what we're going to talk about tomorrow. <laughs> There's a big technique, like if you're giving speeches or whatever, like if you're if you're teaching a lecture, and somebody asks something, like if you say if you have a question about anything I'm talking about, raise your hand and we'll mm-hmm. go over it right away. And if somebody raises their hand and it's something off topic, the idea is we're going to get to that later in the lecture, yeah. and then go back to what you were doing. But if it's on topic, then you answer it right. Uh-huh. It's the same thing with teaching. Oh yeah, we're going to get to that. And then yeah. you never get to it, and they forget about it. Uh, you think you would have been a good teacher? Yeah. Yeah. No, well, yes and no. I would have been a good teacher to anyone who wanted to be there. Yeah. Which was kind of why I wanted to be, like, the shop teacher, because it's all electives, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially in high school, like, you have yeah. to want to be in the wood shop 
or you know I'll just have you removed from my class was my thought you know yeah um but I can't really handle stupidity that much you know yeah so well yeah you have to have a lot of patience and you have to and dealing with the adults it was hard it was harder than the, the dealing with the kids one of the reasons why I didn't fight the whole thing about trying to go back for my and I probably should now to go back to get my license for it is I was doing JPE or whatever where you're teaching at a school. Mm -hmm. I'm teaching in junior high. And uh, I was in a shop class. And two of the girls come over and they're like, oh, that's a nice shirt, Mr. Drennan. And then they walk away, right? So then the teacher comes over. You know, it was like towards the end of class anyway. The teacher comes over and he goes, oh, yeah, we can't really have them saying stuff like that. You know, you can't say thank you to something like that. I was like, "Uh, okay, whatever. And then the class ended, and it was my last class, so I had to go back to class. He's like, all right, now we got to go down and fill out paperwork. I fill out paperwork for what? You know, I'll be back tomorrow. I had to fill out paperwork for uh, potential sexual harassment mm-hmm. with these kids because they complimented me on my shirt. And this is like 2000, 2001 time frame, somewhere yeah, that's there. when I was teaching. And yeah. you had to fill that's out paperwork because – it was probably your school. It was over there. Yeah. Um, Thomas R. Grover Middle School. That's the one. Um, Wait. This is the guy that touched me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was, that's a bad joke. It's not appropriate to joke about that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, but, yeah, he, he said that's all, probably every day he has to go down. And it never gets like unless it becomes an issue. It's not a problem, but yeah, you have to go down there and fill out your paperwork. So you're oh, it's like a, a getting ahead of the, the getting uh, ahead of of yeah. Oh my god, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, you can't have. Can your you imagine what it's like today? Like that, um, because you know, kids can you know, they're schemers. We oh, were yeah. all kids, you know. Yeah, come to, on to you all the time. Yeah. Um, They're like, I'm going to get rid of this guy. Watch this. Yeah, and all they have to do is even just make something up completely. Like, yeah, you hear about that? Nothing could have happened, and all they have to do is go to like a guidance counselor and say something like, you know, you know, Mister So and So makes me uncomfortable the way he looks at me, and you're done. It goes right in the file. And what's weird is in a shop class, you got to be attentive to every kid and like watching their Mm -hmm. every move. You know, you'd be looking at their hand and they think you're looking at something else. Yeah. You're in big trouble. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was probably a good twist of fate because I don't think there's many shop programs left. There yeah. aren't. They've all switched to tech. And, well, that's the other problem. Like, I started school and then they switched to this tech ed stuff, you know. So, um, which is fine. But it's all, like, pre-engineering and everything. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. Like, I had a guy from my old high school who became a tech teacher, right? And he's now teaching at my old high school, and I contacted him to find CAD drafters. I'm like, just give me the guy who's not going to college. Who's graduate? It was like in May. I was like, who's going to graduate in a month that's not college material that's in mm-hmm. your CAD class? Give me that guy. I can give him a job. Yeah. And he Probably wouldn't do it. Training, yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't recommend any of the kids that weren't going to college. He's like, I don't want to promote anyone not going to college. Like, your whole mm-hmm. point as a teacher is to set these kids up for the future. Yeah. Like, like not, a, not everybody's built for college, but everybody needs to make a living. Right. Right. And I'm offering a pretty decent job, right? Yeah. 
within a couple of years, he could be making seventy five, eighty thousand dollars a year out of high school. That's a wonderful thing to do. And he wouldn't. He's like, I'm not going to recommend any. Ki-. And he was sending me these college kids, right? And he's sending me all these graduating engineers, like mechanical engineers and stuff. I'm like, I don't want these kids. He's yeah. like, why? They're good, hard workers. I'm like, I'm looking for a drafter. Right. I'm looking for a career drafter. <laughs> this guy is going to come in. I'm going to have to spend six, seven months training him. And by that time, he's going to get bored and find a job in engineering and, and be gone. Else. Yeah. I'm like, but what? It, yeah. I didn't have a shop class. I was going to ask if you had shop back No, then. but I did take one elective course in middle school that was like, a, I forget what they called it. It was like something engineering. You know, you build like a little bridge out of popsicle stick type shit or like a thing to drop an egg and make sure it doesn't mm-hmm. break, you know, that kind of stuff. But that was it. There was no wood shop. There was no metal shop. There was no shop shop, you know, for like a auto shop. None of that. Uh, see, I went to school during the golden age of shop. Yeah. There was auto shop, wood shop. Yeah, we had all shop. that. Yeah, we had we all did, that. I did things like leather craft. Yeah, lost wax casting. Like I cooking, took cooking was as close to any of that yeah. as I got. I, mean, I it took was amazing. I took uh, flower tying, like dried flower mm-hmm. tying, as a class in high school. I took uh, fly fishing tying and fly reel making. Oh wow! God. In high wow, school, that's yeah. pretty cool. Like as a high school. Like one semester course, yeah, you got yeah. like four different things to choose. But my senior year, I basically took woodshop almost every period mm. I could. They had robotics uh, in high school, and I think that was the uh, same thing in one semester. Yeah. But I think I, I didn't have the prerequisites to get into it. You know, because mm. you probably need a calculus or something. Yeah, that's, that's the shame. problem. You don't really need that. No, somebody somewhere makes that crap up, and then they pigeonhole you, and you could have been. The guy who makes the robot arms. Yeah. I mean, I could take calculus and fail. There's no, pre- I don't have to do a prerequisite <laughs> for that. So I, you tell me I can't take robotics and fail. Like if right. I don't know it, then I don't know it. Yeah. I get so robotics 202. Yeah. You should have to take 102. Right. Yeah. It's a shame they got rid of all these shop classes. I mean, they, they, uh, you know, you know, every, well, they're all I mean, pre-engineering now. curriculum, doesn't she? Yeah. She was a teacher. She got out of it. Now she, uh, like literally writes the textbooks. Yeah. I just think it's crazy that even still now, like when we were in school, they pushed, oh, if you're not going to college, you're POS, you know? Mm -hmm. And they're still pushing that mantra in schools. And I'm like, what? Stop. Yeah. 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 Everyone I know that didn't go to college is probably better off than me. I'm 20 something years out of college and I just paid it off like a month ago. Congratulations. And I I wrote a big check just to get it off my plate. Like, I, I wasn't anywhere near done. I think I had did, two years left. Did you have Sally May or was it uh, private Sally finance? May. Yeah. Well, uh, it was pri- – like, I couldn't I – ne- I never qualified for any of the, the government mm. stuff. So I guess it was private. But, you know, I was also in college for the better part of a decade trying to get rid of a history F, so – Fucking guy, I hope you're listening, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I hope he's not. Yeah, he's, not. <laughs> he's in a nursing home somewhere. Yeah. He picked up woodworking, you know, in his old age. <laughs> that uh, bastard Drennan. Yeah. He wasn't that old then. He's probably still alive, but he's oh, yeah. jackass. Everyone hated him, you know. I would go down to bitch to the dean, you know, like, I got to do something. You know, the dean of the history department. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, Zanine. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Nobody he's likes got him. he tenure. We can't touch him. Pretty no. much. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. I mean, usually as a teacher, you think about all the 
times you may have, you know, helped somebody, you know, because a good teacher could really change and influence a life. Just with a little bit of kindness or a yeah. help, a bit of advice. But here's a great example of somebody changing the whole course of a student's life. Yeah. And I took the class five times. It's not like I didn't know the material. Mm-hmm. You know, I had read the book. I didn't have to buy the, a new textbook every year. I had the book highlighted. I knew from past people who wrote papers and stuff, I, you know, they would give me papers. Like, I had people trying to help me pass this class, but it was the essays and the finals. When you're there, yeah. there's no cheating then. I cheated my way through a lot of college, but not that class. You couldn't chat GPT it? <laughs> <laughs> no. How you doing on time? Yeah. A few minutes. Yeah. Oh, so let's wrap yeah, it up. We'll you got to get you got to get to your class. I got to get yeah. to my class. That's yeah. the, the, that professor's pretty good. Let's I'll go. tell you guys about that later. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks it, for having a, me. A nice long one. We haven't had a good yeah. long one in a while. So how long was happy. it? Uh, about an hour and forty minutes. Not bad. Yeah, goes by so fast. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, <laughs> when we did the one with Manny, it was like four hours, and we're like, man, it's been four hours already. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, uh, I know you're not listening, but we're gonna have you on soon. I've been trying. We'll Just, have to do an episode from uh, yeah. the lodge. Yeah. I, we're, I think we're gonna have our hands full. We're busy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can get it done after a day of fishing when people are cooking. Yeah, Before the drinking true. starts, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna idea. have to plan a nice meal. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Got to see if uh, what Brad's deal is if he's coming or not. Yeah, I don't want to cook for that guy. I, like I said, I think he's. You I know, don't think he's food snob at all. No. Okay. He's like the cheesecake thing, you know. I like this cheesecake, but I'll eat any cheesecake you put yeah. in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Even like a cheesecake, you know. From Does he listen? <laughs> is he hearing this? Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Who, did you make the wings last time? Wings. Who made what? Did, didn't we have wings? No. no. We, had, uh, we had clams. Like, we had clams. clams we had so, uh, meatballs and sausage. Mm-hmm. We had uh I did burgers pork, and sausage. Burger. Anthony made pulled pork. I made the meatballs and sausage. We cooked the clams that, that the yeah. uh, clam jammer brought. Um, I think that was it for dinner because it was only Friday night and Saturday night. Be nice to make like a roast or something, like a, get a couple of tenderloins of beef, maybe at Costco, oh, yeah. a little Chateaubriand, beef Wellington. <laughs> I was just talking to the wife about that last night. We were watching yeah. a cooking show. I was like, I've never had a beef Wellington. I don't think I've had it either, but I like everything that's in it. I was watching that Master Chef or whatever it is. Oh, is that Gordon Ramsay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, we could do we could do this circle a hundred times where we say we're going to end the show and then yeah. we talk about something else. Yeah, <laughs> we, we gotta get Keith. We've at, been known to do the road. Well, thanks for uh, for listening, everybody. Take care. Don't forget to write in your questions. You got three weeks. Look up, make what you fear. Yes, check out Working Hands podcast and make what you fear. They have a bunch of prizes from a bunch of different places. Yeah, good stuff. And there's how how many weeks left? Two. Uh, when's this hair Friday? Yeah, it's the end of February. It ends. Yeah, this comes out on the tenth. Yeah, check it out. So you got a couple weeks uh, to enter the contest. Make what you fear, twenty twenty three. Talk to you next week. As always, Rob and I thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can join our Patreon, or you can use one of our affiliate links in the podcast description for vesting finishes or Myoderm CBD pain relief cream. Um, again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in.